In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Today's Gospel proposes to our meditation the parable of the mustard seed. In popular language, that mustard seed was and is still, in some aspect, considered the smallest seed. Of course, we understand that beginning that we understand that being one of the most common seeds used for our daily life gastronomic extravaganza, it certainly makes sense that our Lord chooses that one seed in his parable and not some other seeds that are in fact smaller than the mustard seed but maybe not as common. Think of the poppy seed or the almost microscopic, microscopic seed of the Aridas odorate, belonging to a Chinese orchid, known as being the smallest seed in the world. But our Lord has always, when using a parable, he intends to use realities and images that talk directly to the reader and listener. And it is absolutely true that the black mustard seed was the smallest seed ever sown by a first century farmer in the, what is known today the Middle East. What are the characteristics of that seed? And why would our Lord give this image without giving much explanation about it, except that this is the kingdom of heaven? First, as we have mentioned already, the mustard seed is quite small and difficult to distinguish among the surrounding herbs, rocks, and plants. It is, as we know, quite a hot spice, as it serves as condiment for food, has some kick to it, it's bitter to our taste, rather hot for whoever is not used to it. And some, like St. Thomas Aquinas, even affirm that it drives away poison. So to give forth its potency, its strong and sharp smell and flavor, it requires bursting, a bruising, crushing of the seed. So before developing the analogy or the parable, let's start, take a look at the sower. And everyone will understand and will agree that the sower is Christ himself, king of the kingdom of heaven. Although, as St. Jerome explains, it can also be each one of us if we understand that the little seed is the proclamation of the gospel. By the man that sowed it in his field, says the great saint, many understand to be meant the Savior, because he is the sower that soweth in the souls of believers. Others understand every man that soweth good seed in his own field, that is, in himself and in his own heart. Small, insignificant, bitter, and uncomfortable. Too many, I'm sorry, and uncomfortable to many. These were the qualifications one could have used and did certainly use to describe the proclamation of the gospel and the evangelical law in the first centuries of the foundation of the church. And more than 2,000 years later, these same adjectives are used by adversaries of the church to disqualify 
an institution that no other human institution can equal or compete with. This divine institution, small and insignificant on the day of Pentecost, the number and rank of her first members, the humility of her faith in a God made man and crucified, the meekness of her max maxims and practices, her law of love and forgiveness have certainly left a bitter taste in the mouth of the enemies and the truth. And yet, this divine institution has persevered over the centuries and has provided history with the best of what human nature could ever beget because rightly she is of God and not of men. Saints, martyrs, holy virgins, confessors, doctors, teachers, pious families, valiant soldiers, and faithful, loyal, honest men and women, not just for a certain culture, not for a particular civilization, not for a certain form of government, not for a specific period of time, not for a certain elite or class of the society. No, no, and no, the Catholic Church has profoundly affected all spheres of the society, all cultures, all civilizations, and for the best, every time it has injected its very own substance, truth, in the veins of nations that have accepted and embraced her. Nothing new on earth. If many are trying to quiet her voice today and delude her discourse with false, erroneous theories and beliefs, it is in an inefficacious and pointless effort as she has remained the unstained bride of the Lord, faithful to her message of truth and life, in the midst of persecutions, internal and external wars and conflicts, calamities, pandemics and epidemics, heresies and schisms. And always she stood out victorious and stronger because divine. The small mustard seed rejected by many has grown up and has become larger than any herb and has become a tree so that the birds of the air come and dwell in its branches. The message of truth that many refuse to listen to still resounds from one pole to the other. And when man faces the sad reality of suffering and death, he, his attitude is either revolt, rebellion, or resignation and submission to his Creator and Redeemer. And the terrible times our nation, our society, our world itself, will, in this terrible time, it will reveal to humanity on which side does men want to stand, revolt or submission, despair or love. And we have mentioned at the beginning that united to Christ, members of the Church, we are associated to that sowing work in the field in which God has placed us. Let us beg, therefore, beg for the grace to remain faithful apostles, missionaries, to sow the word of God, the word of truth, in the souls of our contemporaries in desperate need of something that transcends, something that elevates, someone that transforms, someone that heals, someone that gives life and has power over death, 
someone who calls us to an eternal union of love, God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now let me just conclude with these powerful words taken from the writings of the great Chesterton. If the missionary, he says, if the missionary, or if the Catholic, says, in fact, that he is exceptional in being a Christian. I am exceptional in being a Catholic. And that the rest of the races and religions can be collectively classified as heathens or pagans, he is perfectly right. He may say it in quite the wrong spirit, in which case he is spiritually wrong, but in the cold light of philosophy and history, he is intellectually right. He may not be right-minded, but he is right. He may not even have the right to be right, but he remains right. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen.